Welcome to Civil Discourse. I'm Jamie Wojciechowski. And I'm Marilyn Brown. And today we are discussing being mindful of mindfulness practice. I often get um, varying articles, but I got one recently about a woman who went on a five-day meditation retreat for the first time and two months later committed suicide. And her family... I don't, I don't want to say blames um, because they actually don't blame, but they just, I guess, warned that it was this retreat that kind of changed her. And uh, I think it's important. We've, we've talked about this before, but just that uh, mindfulness is very much a tool um, and how you use it is just, I mean, is, is the most important part to me because with any tool, you can use it for positive things or it could have negative outcomes like this. This specific place where she went didn't have any teachers on. Sorry. It was 10, right? 10 day retreat. Maybe it was. I mean, yeah. Look. Yeah. Cause I just, cause re- the initial I, one might've been five I over it again, but I think it was a 10 day retreat sorry it was a 10-day retreat so she did she did one month earlier and was having a bad experience so she left after five days and then did some a a couple months later and then did a a 10-day retreat yeah that's correct and she i guess this this place didn't have um it had a i guess volunteer teachers um and how they ran it was they just showed videos um of kind of talks from a main teacher who wasn't present and then you just got guidance from these volunteers and the only requirement was that they had done one retreat Um, and i know in my own because i'm not a i'm not a licensed therapist um, or anything and for me when i'm leading mindfulness i'm very very conscious of um, making that clear and making sure that there's uh, a line in what really I'm comfortable uh, dealing with because mm-hmm. I mean it's med- meditation even if, if you've never done it before but even if you have done it before is a very I- intense experience yeah. and and that level it, of meditation for that long period of time it's all day um that's extremely intense on just your kind of emotional state. Um, And the hard thing about it is I think from a, from a a, a teaching perspective is that uh, the vast majority of people have never experienced anything similar to it in their entire lives. So people react to it very differently Mm -hmm. and you really have to be uh, prepared and, and capable of, of, dealing with those situations because i mean it 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 clearly can get to a dangerous level if Mm -hmm. there is no kind of um i don't want to say leader but supervision of someone who who Mm -hmm. really knows how to handle um the the psyche because at the end of the day it's it's self-reflection you're really dealing with um the, the psychology of of the individual. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that you really um, touch on kind of the most 
are one of the more important parts is that it really is it when you when you're doing intense meditation you are that is exactly what you're dealing with is the psyche it's kind of like you're you're going inward to look at it and to like examine it and get curious about your own psyche and for for all of us because that's such a personal experience what's actually going on and and that experience of it it's so individual and 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 so you know there can be a place that's safely had you know hundreds of people um go through go through a meditation where there aren't um where there isn't maybe more trained teachers who are more experienced and it's more volunteer run and not have um a a change in their you know an extreme change in their um mental health that that ends up being fatal but that one time or you know I don't know if this has happened at this place before but something like that I could see how that could happen and so it is important to have trained people and it's also I think just speaks to that again what you said at the beginning is that it's a tool you know mindfulness meditation is a tool and so with anything it's going to have a different impact on different people depending on how how they use it and kind of what the experience is and so it's really difficult to kind of um you know 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 what's going to happen it sounds like she already you know she did have she did that 5 day and 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 struggled and so you know and it's difficult for me because i see that they followed up with her in between you know and kind to kind of and so she did end up returning but then it it she also reached out after the 10 day um sent messages saying that she was struggling and it it based on what they um the, based on their responses it just didn't really there it was just kind of like you know you'll be okay you know um but mm-hmm. there wasn't really that extra step of of taking some responsibility for having participated and given this person this tool and kind of supervise somebody in something that maybe affected them in a way that that you couldn't have predicted you know um and so i think that's the hard thing i think as a teacher you know there is that you know it's the same thing as as a therapist i think it's there's a level of teacher isn't the same as therapist but i think when you're you know put, making yourself available and 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 giving someone a tool i think it's important to also have enough experience or awareness to be able to help in those in maybe those rare cases where something like this does happen like i don't want to you know make it sound like i think that a retreat like this couldn't be effective i think there's people that have had you know very profound right. amazing experiences and go back and want to go back you know year after year or you know for this this type of um meditation but i do think that people are so different and so in those instances i think that having trained teachers and 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 some sort of a opportunity for follow up or or ability to kind of seek help if you need it is important. Yeah. And I would like to also I guess give just some pointers on people who are either looking to start up uh, a practice at at any level um or deepen their practice and the one thing I think is most important is staying mindful while you're looking for a practice and really self-reflecting because there is such a, a a broad range of of different practices and um, intensities of the practice that you really have to reflect on what your needs are and most places are very open to d- discussing those things with you yeah. so if you are having 
emotional problems or psychological problems or any kind of problems that you think uh, you'll need extra care while practicing meditation because that's what all that's exploring uh, you can reach out to these places and see what resources they have available to help that like for this anyone who has any kind of um, emotional trauma or uh, psychological trauma i would say you you need to go somewhere where there's people who are qualified to help you with those issues and going to a place that's a 10-day retreat with just videos and no one there to really monitor you isn't the type of thing whereas if you've been practicing for 40 years Mm -hmm. and it's not a problem and you know exactly how you're going to respond and what to expect from a 10 day retreat, that might be the best thing for you because it gives you the independence and no one's kind of trying to control your experience in in any way. So it's all, it's, it's so dependent on the individual that you really have to do your homework and there's a a certain amount of self-reflection that has to go in, um, before and and some people aren't able aren't even mindful enough at the beginning to do that self-reflection and they mm-hmm. may just want to try something and see if it works and i think that if you're not sure of what your your needs are um you can always ask to talk to someone first yeah. and they you, you'll learn a lot of things because if they're very attuned and and kind of can figure out where you're at just by that conversation, you know that they're going to be able to guide you and help you. Or if it's someone who just isn't clicking and and isn't getting what you need and you're not learning anything new, that's probably not the place for you. So it's, it's all about self-reflection. And I think asking the questions that you have. Yes. Yes. And I think finding a space where you feel comfortable and supported in asking those questions. Cause I think there is a very, um, huge difference in, in, in even just how, how places are set up and in how accessible people are. And if you can even ask questions and kind of feel like you can get that support. So I think that, you know, I, I, I would say if someone doesn't know what their needs are and they haven't been able to kind of figure that out based on, um, you know, some self-reflection, I would say try something, but, but, you know, try something less intense. Um, maybe go, not going for the most, you know, for an extremely long, um, uh, very highly intensive silent retreat, um, for the first time, if you're not really sure what your needs are trying, um, an online meditation challenge and doing that daily and seeing if you're able, you know, what kind of insights you gather from that. Cause for me, my, my approach and my, um, my work, my, my journey, um, my mindfulness journey has been a, has been a gradual process. And, you know, I, at times became very, um, frustrated with myself and very, impatient. And I realized, no, it's actually, you know, the, this, this kind of 10 year journey of, of me, I mean, it's been longer now, but kind of moving towards this and, and finding things and trying things out a little bit here and there and gathering books and talking to people and, you know, those things like that was what I needed. And so it's helped me to be able to realize that for me, it was more effective when I was ready to do a retreat, to do a three day 
retreat that I had, um, where I already was aware of the organization and I knew enough about the teachers and kind of their, their philosophy. And I, they had been on my radar for some time. And so, um, but I think we, we struggle with that, um, wanting to kind of just soak things up quickly, learn quick. You know, I think that we, when we want something and when we learn, we realize that we want to start practicing mindfulness and need it in our life that we kind of wrestle with that, that ego's impatience of wanting to kind of just like soak it all up right away and get the results. And I think, you know, um, as a therapist with anything that we're changing, you know, we're most effective when we do it in a gradual way where we feel safe and there's support. Um, so yeah, that would be kind of my, my biggest recommendation. And I think what's, what's helped me, um, the most in my practice and to be able to find places and, and, you know, a community that felt supportive. Yeah. And I, I mean, I agree with all of that completely. And as you're saying it, I can't think of a situation where I would suggest to someone to even start with a two or three day retreat. Um, and I think that the, the, the problem I see with having like a going on a a three day, a five day, a 10 day right off the bat is that it's possible to develop so many bad habits um, because it's so intense right mm-hmm. right away and you have no way to gauge gauge yeah. what's happening where if if you start off slow going to uh, a meditation center where they're going to literally teach you one day and it's 20 minutes and then you go back and it's an hour with a talk and a 20 minute meditation and okay. then after a couple months you try a, a weekend retreat and then after a few of those you go to a five day and then after a few of those you go to a seven and then 10 you're able to gauge the experience where i mean i was reading that article and i just felt it, it was it, it kind of I felt a lot of different emotions mm-hmm. um, because I could just see, I mean, some, someone just guided her wrong and it was, it was, she should never have been encouraged to even go down that path. Because what happens is if you're in a 10 day retreat and this was a retreat that was vastly silent. I think it said they were allowed to say like a sentence to a teacher okay. once a day. Yeah. And yeah. that's just, in my opinion, it's dangerous because so if if you're meditating uh, 20 minutes a day and then kind of gradually go on, you kind of gauge what I don't want to say what's right and wrong or how how things feel. So, oh, I love that you're your cat. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> her cat is crawling up the screen behind my, her. My kitten intern. <laughs> And she's on the screen. That's I was like, where I could feel her down by my feet, and I was like, oh gosh, where's she going? She's on the screen, kittens. Sorry. Uh, that is oh. awesome. Uh, anyway, yeah, you you kind of can gauge uh, how your emotional journey is happening, and you have time to evaluate it. Where yeah. if you're in a in a three day, a five day, a ten day retreat right off the bat, you're dealing with all these emotions and all these thoughts that you were never aware of. And there's no time to, to just retreat from it, which is funny because you're on a retreat, but (laughs) you're just, it's so, it's just so intense that it's hard. I don't know how I would cope. Right. Like there, there's no time to really cope because you're literally stuck in it for 10 days. Right. And I mean, if it's, if it's, 
depressing thoughts or what whatever it is, 10 days of just being stuck in it mm-hmm. without any focus. guidance. Yeah, it's just right. Delusional thoughts. I mean, her it sounds like what she was dealing with was delusions and there were actual right. paranoid delusional thoughts that, that she was having. And so imagine sitting there for 10 days isolated with that. You know, when you were talking, it really made me think about um, solitary confinement. And right. what happens to people in solitary confinement and and why I feel that it's extremely inhumane um, because it, it just we are not built to be stuck in that place where we're just alone with our thoughts and there's no space to breathe. I think that, you know, being able to have a retreat from that is is important and is healthy and especially when you haven't been trained and don't know what it's like to be in that experience and so it, it, it's really a shock and then it's also you know we're very um we're we're very socially um conditioned to behave in certain settings and so i can imagine that somebody who is having really, really difficult thoughts that maybe are to the point where they are, you know, they're, they're, they're having delusions or, you know, whatever it is that's distressing. I also know that being in a room with a lot of people in this setting where you're supposed to be silent and not move and feeling kind of that, that pressure of conditioning to not want to be the person to get up or ask for help or say, I need to leave or something like that would actually kind of just add to that person even if they feel like something is wrong, still not asking for help in that kind of setting. And so I think that it's so important to start elsewhere and, and, and build up to be able to, and also just, I don't even know, you know, with, with the meditation that I've, that I've done and the experiences with it, I don't know how you integrate or process any of that. If you are, not if you haven't if you're just overloaded for mm-hmm. 10 days with information and with thoughts and with 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 feelings and sensations and all of these things but don't really have these kind of don't have any time or tools to be able to even make anything of it or kind of you know integrate that and and it, it's just it it it's i i don't know i'm I, yeah i just can't imagine that it could be um ideal for most people. I think there needs to be some, you know, some experience and also a safety net of, of, of experienced teachers there to, you know, to, to know what to look for and to be able to help. Um, and I do know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm specifically talking about retreats that of this intensity, um, even day by day, because I've known people, I, there are, week-long, 10-day, two-week-long retreats that are created for beginners, where it's not silent the whole time. You're not meditating 12 hours a day. It's you're meditating maybe 20 minutes. There's a talk. There's activities. There's yoga. There's all this thing. So it's a full um, emergence, but it's not um, an an extreme right off the bat. Yes. Um, And I think it's the extreme that gets dangerous. And I haven't... Go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, that one was a highly intense retreat. It was an, it was an extremely intensive retreat. And so I think that's much different than something that's built for beginners and, and has, has these breaks and these opportunities to be able to discuss. I mean, the retreat that I went to, we, we had 
sitting and then we would walk and then we would have opportunities where we would discuss and there was, you know, time where you didn't do any of it and you could just sit in your room. I mean, there w- it wasn't a highly intensive retreat and I, I, I know that I wouldn't be ready for to just be expected to sit for, I mean, I, I read on there, it said something like 10 hours of like per day um, sitting meditation that, yeah, that I think that was an important distinction. So I'm glad that you pointed that out because I think it, because some people are, do want to start with a retreat um, with no experience and know that for themselves going away and going somewhere where they're actually doing it and doing it in a different environment, getting out of their space really is going to be um, effective and helpful and kind of them learning and, and, and valuing it. And so I think that it's, you know, they're, they're, the nice thing is there's something for everybody now, mm-hmm. you know, there really, really is, there's so much out there. So I think again, going back to like figuring out and asking and, 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 and starting somewhere that's not the most intensive is important. Right. And I mean, I only know, I, I didn't look into that specific um, meditation retreat beyond what the article said but even i can't because of the name but um yeah it just that's so like i wouldn't even do a retreat like that Mm -hmm. um it's just because it it seemed like it was just sitting meditation pretty much day in and and day out and uh, yeah i think it's a special kind of person who can do that because for me uh i need I need I need other things that help me bring it into um, different places in my body and in my experience. So like when I do go to a a Zen um, retreat, you're going to have walking meditation. You're going to have Dharma talks. You're going to have um, cleaning of the of the the temple. There's going to be meditation hikes at night like there's way and you you. There might be even like Aikido or some yoga or or, mm-hmm. or something. And for yeah. for me, what I love about that is it it teaches you how to actually bring it into um, daily life because you're having the experience more than just sitting in silence. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really I think if I was doing those kind of retreats, I probably wouldn't have stuck with mindfulness very long um because it wasn't the the sitting i i love the sitting meditation but that's not um what hooked me what hooked me was a lot of these other um practices that i would do um that was kind of the middle ground for how to bring what i was experiencing sitting into my life yeah Uh, and i think that's that's the important part of of mindfulness and it's yeah. it's a part that that's the first thing when i thought when i read the article that i said well that if it that part wasn't missing she may have been able to and i mean there's a ton of what ifs but i mean there was it seemed like there was literally no way for her to separate herself because she wasn't learning how to use the experience she was having um in a positive way and i mean just thinking i mean if you just explain what mindfulness is it's pretty you're just it's just being mindful of your thoughts and Mm -hmm. being at one with yourself and i know a lot of people who me just thinking it's i know people who i would say it it would be dangerous for you 
to practice this without guidance because oh, yeah. I know how you, I, I had a friend who did, um, uh, did one and she is just the kind of person where she's always very concerned about what other people are thinking. Um, and she creates kind of, she will meet someone and she'll create this persona around the person based on what she thinks that person is thinking about her. And I, I told her she wanted to do a five day meditation retreat, um, as her first, thing and it was it was a beginner thing but there were long periods of mm-hmm. silence in it and i'm like i don't know if this is going to be the the best for you because you're not going to get to know these people first you're going to be with them for extended periods of time without being able to talk to them to yeah. gauge how you interact any of those things and she had a really terrible time and came back very depressed because she yeah didn't know these people, but she created these personas that they all hated her and were yeah. being judgmental for the entire time. And she spent 24 hours a day, five days feeling like these people were being judgmental towards her. And it took her weeks to get over it. Um, and then when we were able to, when I finally got her willing to try meditation again, I took her to the the temple I go to. That's just an hour. Um, yeah, I mean, you can get, there's multiple times a week, but she just came once a week for an hour, there was 20 minutes of meditation. Everyone talked another 20 minutes of meditation. And then there were kind of a social gathering with cookies and tea and this stuff. And she was able to do it because she was able to get past the point because she was meeting the people and knew who they were. And they became friends that she was in a safe place where she didn't worry about what they were thinking. And now she can go to meditation retreats with strangers because she knows that when people are there, they're not judging other people. They're worried about themselves. You're there for yourself. Um, and you're dealing with, I mean, it's so intense. You're dealing with a lot of your own crap. You're very mm-hmm. rarely worried about what's going on with other people. Right, right. Unless you're jealous and you're thinking they're very still for a very long time. I wish I could do that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I think that, like, she also had the opportunity to have more of a mindfulness of her own thoughts. So if she does go to a new place and there, you know, are people that maybe she has that like feeling of they're judging me, they're judging me there. It, it's more likely that she's going to be able to be mindful and say, Oh wait, I, I, this is, this is where my thoughts go when I'm in this environment and kind of be able to get past it rather than getting stuck there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, no, that, that, I think that, that, that story really highlights for me the difference between, simply meditation and mindfulness retreats. And I think that there is a difference. And I think that a lot of times they're not really, I don't know. I don't know that people necessarily realize that there's a difference, but I think when there's a retreat and it's kind of more based on mindfulness, there's, there's more practices. I mean, the retreat that I went to, they were kind of like, if we didn't have you, if we didn't also have you do the mindful walking periods, and the mindful eating periods and the, you know, these different things, then we wouldn't really be teaching you mindfulness because we would only be teaching you how to be mindful when you're sitting on the cushion in a meditate in, in meditation. Um, and so meditation is a type of mindfulness practice, but there's so many things that are also mindfulness practice that you, that you shared that I think that, that I think are really oftentimes, I mean, for me, I, I think if I, only thought that mindfulness and if I had only approached mindfulness from just sitting and just practicing that, that I, I wouldn't be where I am now. And Mm -hmm. I think I would have really struggled with it, but I struggled with the sitting parts and really was looking for, you know, really enjoyed the other mindful movements and yoga and, and um, Tai Chi and things like that. And so I had to kind of 
get myself to do the cushion work, but realizing that all of it is important and all of it is, is how you learn, how you really kind of learn how to integrate all of this into it. Um, mindful mm-hmm. writing, like I think journaling is important. I like that there's like, um, you know, oftentimes like a period to kind of sit and write or things like that. Like they're, I don't know. I, I, I think that part of that being mindful of mindfulness practice is, is doing research and, and looking at what, what places offer. And so if you do want to do a retreat, you know, seeing what a daily schedule looks like and just kind of looking at that, seeing if you can get a sample and, and being able to kind of just have a better idea of what to expect. And also, um, being able to find out again, like you said earlier, what is the accessibility of people and teachers? Right. Yeah. yeah. And I just, for, for me, and, and like we're saying, it's, it's individual for each person. I can't imagine ever doing a meditation retreat without access to really for me, one-on-one time with, uh, an instructor in some way, whether you have to request it or if it's just part of the the process. I, I mean, I practice Zen and it's always part that's part of the meditation is that there's a section where the um, teacher will go in a separate room and everyone can line up sitting mm-hmm. and one by one you go in and you can just you, you can use the time however you want. You can ask uh, a question. You can yeah. just state how you're feeling because sometimes in those for me what I love is I rarely ask, I mean, I've been doing it so long that I normally don't have questions, but it's nice to once a day, if I'm in an extended retreat, just go in and express in, in words how I'm feeling that day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, cause you're thinking about it and it's, it's just a different experience. And even it's just like, I'm just not having, I don't feel connected today. And I think I need to just sit for a little extra time or like I'm feeling restless. Um, mm-hmm. My mind's wandering more, just getting it out um, yes. to someone. And normally, I mean, in Zen, it's very um, esoteric. So normally they'll say, give you some kind of riddle at the end mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. means nothing. And then you, <laughs> you go back and you think about that and you, uh, the vast majority of the time, what I, was expressing is no longer relevant because mm-hmm. it was just in my mind for so long that as soon as I expressed it, it wasn't there anymore. If yeah. I like yeah. so much of that is, and you learn that through mindfulness, how much of it is just in your mind. If I'm just sitting for a long period of time and I'm just like, I'm uncomfortable, I'm uncomfortable. And then I'm able to go in and express I'm uncomfortable. I'll come out and all of a sudden I'm not uncomfortable anymore because it was just yeah. that it was on my mind and my mind was making me uncomfortable. And once I let it go, uh-huh. Which yeah. is the other purpose, I think, of of mindfulness is learning yeah. to let things go because right. we just we're so conditioned to hold on to things yes. um, yeah. for our own security and our own safety, um, and a lot of times it's it's counter in- intuitive to our self care and to what's what's best for not only ourselves but but others and and the environment and just everything that we're connected to. Yeah. Yeah. That, that benefit that you were describing of just, you know, just being able to go and just share how you're feeling, just kind of get those thoughts out, express that. I think, um, that really brought up to me, I think really what is the fundamental kind of power of therapy 
is just being able to kind of go in and, and share what you're feeling. You know, I think like a lot of times, like a, 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 a trained therapist is not going to really give you the answers or like tell you, you know, what to do. They give you tools and things to, you know, different ways to think about things. But oftentimes it's just that, that feeling of going somewhere and being able to express and know that there's no judgment that, that it's, that it's okay, that you're accepted just no matter, you know, if you're uncomfortable that day or there's something going on in your head that feels scary or, or unsafe or, or whatever. But just, I think that like acceptance of another human being, or just kind of that recognition of someone being able to like hold that space for you and allow you to do that. I think that's so powerful. And I think that, um, that that's really a major benefit of going in and, and, and finding a place where you feel that connection and have a community where you can, you know, have that experience. Cause I do think that, um, that, that's it, that even, that even deepens the experience and, and kind of integration of mindfulness. I think for me, when I was, you know, willing to kind of step out of trying to do it on my own and, and going and being able to experience it in a experience it in a community setting and, and what that felt like. So, yeah, I think that's really um, important. And, you know, because we don't we don't need someone. I, I think that everyone is I, I really, truly believe that we we, you know, are, are our own best teacher. And so I don't think that really anyone needs someone to have the answers. But 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 there is a skill in knowing how to hold space for someone and and and. Mm -hmm. And, and understanding and being able to to sit with someone else's discomfort and be able to kind of, you know, be there for that. And so, um, yeah, I kind of went off there, but just yeah. kind of parallels therapy to me. So. And especially at the beginning of uh, diving into mindfulness. And when I say the beginning, I mean, this can take years before you get out of it. Um, it can feel, and some people never, I never really experienced this, but I, I know endless amounts of people who have. It can be a very isolated feeling um, mm -hmm. to just sit with yourself and be conscious of your thoughts, especially in a group where the group's silent and you're doing this very internalized uh practice it can feel very isolating and what i know is very comforting to a lot of people is having that opportunity to express how you're feeling and just having someone say yeah everyone feels that okay. or yes i i had that same exact problem because it it is uh, it, it's yeah. though the thing i've realized really quickly from zen practice was that as much of an, an internal and individual um ex experience i was having it was also very much a communal experience and we would um we would normally sit for 40 minutes and then do walking meditation and then sit for another 30 minutes okay. and then depending on the day there were different activities after but there was normally always kind of a d discussion period and what i started to realizes people were discussing their their blocks and what they had experienced or um, what was going on is that the energy in the room and what other people were experiencing, even though I had no idea what it was consciously, mm -hmm. I was being affected by. Mm -hmm. Certain yeah. people who would sit next to me, I would have a different experience with. Yes. And you yeah. kind of, the more you would do it, the more you would see, see those things. And sometimes it, it's, 
it's interesting how I think of it because there were certain people that I would try to, when I first started, I would try to avoid because I would mm-hmm. feel like if I sat next to them, my medicine was always <laughs> like something was wrong with it. And what I yeah. quickly realized that for me is when they would express things is we, the reason was because we actually were having the same issues mm-hmm. and we were like heightening each other's experience of what okay. our problems were. Um, so yeah. it was just, it's nice to have other people and, and that ability to kind of share what you're experiencing and hear what other people are experiencing just so you don't feel so uh, alone in it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, that feeling of isolation is, is it, it, it can be really palpable when you're in that space. And so I think it's important to be able to kind of share, you know, I remember, I think one of the most meaningful um, moments that I remember from the retreat that I went to back in January was when we were having one of our breakout discussion sessions and someone shared with me that they, or just someone shared like that they struggle with wanting to kind of just know things all the time. And I was like, Oh my gosh, me too. Like, is that a thing? And it was just kind of like this moment of like, aha. And it's funny because that whenever I'm struggling or getting frustrated with, with, you know, if I'm having kind of my internal dialogue of getting frustrated because I don't think I know enough about something or whatever, I laugh now because I, we were able to have this moment where we laughed about it and we were able to just kind of like, Oh, that's so human of us, you know, to, to, to feel like we need to just know everything and get frustrated that we don't. But it's something that, you know, for years there would just be these, these periods where I would just get stuck, like getting, you know, kind of paralyzed by this frustration. And now, you know, from having that one moment with someone at a retreat, I'm like, it, it, it just, I'm able to let that go so much more effectively and going back to that, that letting things go. It, mm-hmm. it, it, that's that, that the power of, of letting go and of non-attachment that I think really is kind of the, one of the core teachings of mindfulness is really trying to just realize that, that we, we don't, you know, attachment is not, I don't know, not effective. Like we need to be able to let go of things. And so that, that was just actually just describing this now, I hadn't really realized how much it's, it's changed that for me being able to mm-hmm. let that go. So yeah, I definitely think discussion is, is really helpful and the community is helpful. I mean, we're, we're, we are social creatures, so we, we, we need that, that, that support. Yeah. I think it also, for me, really helped with, uh, broadening, uh, my, sense of empathy and my I'm not sure I want to put um my ability to subconsciously lead with empathy and not have to think about needing to be empathetic just being empathetic hmm. because uh the, the 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 training I did when I first started was very very intense it was um from the lineage of the samurai um and much of it was still kind of that warrior um very rigid structured kind of feel to it and i remember quite a few people uh would come for the first time and normally what they would do is they would have um the the group would be meditating outside and there was a private room where a teacher would take uh new people just to show them how to meditate tried how to do the sitting the way we did it and then uh depending on how comfortable uh they were and the teacher felt they were sometimes for the second half of uh the session they would come out and meditate with the group sometimes they wouldn't um if they needed more kind of one-on-one time um and 
quite a few times they are they would always ask the new people after like oh so can you share your experience and mm-hmm. there were so many times where people would just break down for various reasons some like there were a bunch of times where people the only way they could explain the experience was that they felt like they were dying mm-hmm. um and i think that's because of the it's a the type of meditation i did was very uh physical there was a very specific breathing um you're in lotus position for 40 minutes um and your entire body kind of falls asleep it it just does and then what if your body can't do lotus position can you just right yeah you can do burmese there's like very yeah there's (laughs) varying ways you can do it um but then your whole you just kind of lose connection to your whole body basically yeah and people like panic because they momentarily forget how to move their limbs mm-hmm. um, and some people have um, memories are triggered or just thoughts they've been really avoiding and it's just in a very uh, emotional experience and I think the, the the community really reacted to each one of those in such an empathetic way that it really just was shocking to me when I first started. Um, mm-hmm. And it wasn't necessarily that they were being, um, it was the the energy of it. It was mm-hmm. just the, like the, I, I don't even know how to explain it. It was just all of a sudden there'd be an energy shift and you could tell that everyone was just trying to bring comfort to that person and yeah. that everyone understood and everyone was, there to support and Mm -hmm. that no one was was judging and i think that's the what was kind of shocking to me was because you could feel the energy of the person kind of being scared to express themselves because this is the first time they're in this environment they don't know anyone Um, a lot of people are very hesitant and then you see that completely drop Mm -hmm. as they let it out and they see how everyone reacted to it and Mm -hmm. kind of the shared um yeah, I like the word support because that's really what I think is the 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 core of a um I don't want to say successful, but uh uh effective a, a, yeah, effective meditation group or Sangha, community yeah. is yeah. the support because as soon as there is judgment in the, in that community, um you're doing the opposite of the mindfulness practice and it just makes the it brings an extra challenge amongst mm-hmm. all the other challenges that are just inherent to mindfulness that makes it even harder to, to grow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I'm trying to think of any, any kind of final thoughts on this. Cause I feel like we did give kind of a good, good idea of how to be more, how to be mindful of your mindful pra- mindfulness practice. Um, but I do kind of just want to go back to how we started that, that, you know, it's, it's, you know, it was, it was so sad. I went, you know, going back to the emotions of reading the article, I, I felt so sad because I did feel like, you know, she was let down and, and she didn't have the support that she needed. And so, um, you know, I, I think that that's really kind of, I think that's important is finding that support where you feel safe to be able to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's kind of what, what, you were sharing about your initial, you know, that, that your where you first started practicing mindfulness and learning, it sounds like 
they created an environment where people were felt safe to be able to be vulnerable and really let that that guard down that we're all walking around in the world with on most of the time and to actually be vulnerable and to really be able to feel that connection and actually get that support and 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 grow from it you know i think when we don't have that support we're not really able to kind of grow and 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 move forward so i i think that that's really that support whatever that looks like for you whether it's um you know a community and and or going to a beginner's retreat where you feel like you get different opportunities to do different things or talking to a friend who meditates regularly i mean the awesome thing is that so many people are practicing mindfulness and becoming more aware of it and there's so many more opportunities for for just discussion and and just kind of learning and being able to share so i think wherever you feel like you're going to whatever's going to fit you and feel safest for you to be able to um be vulnerable and and get some support around it that that would be my recommendation so right and i think the other and important part that i think i haven't said is the stigma around mindfulness and meditation um that i i think it's 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 shifting and and more and more people are starting to know what it, exactly it is but it is very in, an intense emotional and and psychological and and physical exploration um and i think there's a stigma that it's kind of this hippie kind of just calm and sit there and it's peaceful type Mm -hmm. thing but it's very intense and if there are people who are having expressing real issues um they're most likely very real and very serious um because i can see someone going to a five-day retreat and expressing um that they're now depressed or like something happened to them and people kind of not taking it seriously because it, the, the stigma around it or not seeing it as uh, something that is, can be in the wrong hands and done wrong, very um, emotionally, physically, psychologically trying on, uh, yeah. on a human being. Um, so I think it's just an, an important as more people engage in, in mindfulness that uh, we take the experiences people are having as individuals uh, seriously. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that was a really, really good point to make that we, that we didn't. Um, so yeah, I'm glad that you touched on that. Um, Cause there's a lot of just judgment of people's experiences. And, and when people are expressing something, you know, I think a lot of times it may not even be that, they don't believe the person, they, you know, that, that they just don't take it seriously because that's not what they've seen or that's not mm-hmm. their norm or that hasn't been their own experience. And so often we just devalue what we haven't seen or experienced ourselves, you know, which is not very mindful, but that's, right. <laughs> you know, but, but I think that, that, that that's really important. So I'm glad that you brought that up. Yeah. And if, if you are looking for a mindfulness practice um, and don't have a, a community to, uh, ask questions or share your thoughts. There's always our Facebook group, um, which is mindfulness and action, civil discourse. Um, and if you have an experience you're unsure of, you can ask us, um, our, our thoughts on it there. Or if you have questions about what we think about a certain, um, practice or retreat or any of that stuff, um, the, we really want to build that community to be, uh, a, a 
helpful and supportive place for everyone's practice because yeah. it's it's important especially on i think social media which like mindfulness is a tool and i think it's drastically at this point a, a tool for being non-mindful but mm-hmm. it is very possible to use it in a, a, a mindful way and the more we try to transition it to that place i think the the better off our entire culture will will yeah. be at this point. Yeah, yeah, I think that's true. I mean, the amazing thing about social media and the internet is that we're able to connect so many people. So if we're connecting people with mindfulness and compassion and empathy and all of those, you know, productive things, I think that it really does. It really can have an amazing impact. So you know, it's it, it any like anything, it can go both ways. So yeah, I, I definitely want to hear from people of just questions that you have or, 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 or things that kind of have come up that you want to share about your own experience as well. So. Awesome. Well, I guess that's, I'm not going to call it the homework, but I guess that if you have questions or just want to express how you're feeling, if you just started meditation practice, or if you've been doing it for 20 years, um, I think the last thing I'll say is we were talking about the importance of the dialogue and the dialogue, depending on the kind of person you are, doesn't necessarily have to be with others all the time. Um, I think it's just important to get it out. If that's journaling, if that's feeling comfortable on the Facebook group to say, you know what, once a, every Monday or uh, every day, whatever it is, I'm just going to do a quick um quick little post on our group or on my page about what my practice was like today. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's, it's helpful for so many reasons. It gives you in the moment um, a way to, to express how you feel. But even later on, um, I know I did that for, for a time just to see how many days do I think that have negative thoughts about my meditation? How many days do I leave having positive thoughts? Mm -hmm. Um, And I just did it to kind of, be aware of that because yeah, you self-reflect on a daily basis, but it's sometimes harder to put um, the, the the data that you're you're gathering about yourself into a bigger perspective and, and compare it to um, different experiences yeah. that you're having. That's very very true. I think that you know I'm I'm a huge fan and proponent of, of journaling. I think that it's so helpful. That's one of the things that I think is kind of the most important part of my own mindfulness practice is like getting up in the morning and doing, um, where I just sit and I kind of just write like a stream of consciousness, a few pages in the morning. And it, it, it just being able to, to reflect. And then, like you said, have that data and, and be able to see your growth. Cause it's like, I think when we're, we're experiencing ourselves and we're always inside of ourselves. So a lot of times it's just hard to even see how far you've come, you know, if you're not keeping track. So, yeah. I like that. So yeah, let, let us know what you guys do. Cause, cause we have different, you know, different things that we do for our practice. So let us know what you guys find helpful or have tried and haven't found helpful. Um, yeah. Awesome. All right. Okay. Well have a wonderful week and we will see you all next week. All right. See you guys.